0: Welcome boaters, Captain Keith here. I'd just like to take this moment to thank you for tuning in each and every week for our Boating Tips Live. And on behalf of myself and Marine Max, we hope you had a great 4th of July weekend. Hi
1: guys, Captain Nick once again with Marine Max in St. Petersburg. Sorry that we're not going to be coming at you live here with Boating Tips Live on Facebook. Miss you, Captain Keith. But I want to let you know that we will be back. got a lot of great stuff coming, and I look forward to seeing you guys next week. Hope
0: everybody had a great Fourth of July holiday, and I'll see you out on the water. Susie, on here, just asked a question. She said she bought a stern anchor uh, to assist in anchoring at the sandbar, but they're nervous. Uh, any recommendations?
1: Well, I think you're the man on that, Keith. I've uh, I, I've seen you do your magic out at Bunce's past. So, uh, so, so, what are some major major takeaways there?
0: pull up to the beach and kind of circle around. You want to stick your bow out offshore away from the sand. You want to drop your bow anchor in the water. And then typically you want to have about five feet of anchor line out for every foot of water you're, you're in if the depth of the water. So say you're out at Egmont or or, uh, Bunce's Pass or something, you'll set that bow anchor down, start backing your boat up towards the beach. And at the same time, you're going to be trimming up your outboard a little bit so it's, you know, it's not going to be hitting the skeg into the sand. You want to stop and make sure that bow anchor is set. You want to make sure it's dug in real good and then already have your stern anchor, the end of the line already tied off to a cleat on the back of your boat. So then you're going to be back in maybe two and a half, three foot of water. So it's going to be easy to step out and you can walk that stern anchor up to the sand and stick it in the ground. And then typically If you can, if you have it tied off next to the side where your boarding ladder is, so that way if you got, you know, current or something like that, you can just kind of use that stern line to pull yourself back out, you know, up to the boat. And then you can adjust the boat, too. If the tide comes in and it gets too deep, you know, you can let out a little line on the bow and pull your stern anchor up closer to shore. Mm -hmm. But you're always able to adjust it back and forth that way. Hey, So last week uh, there was somebody named Matt from Wisconsin. And uh, what kind of diversion do you think fishing or just being out on the boat can provide during these crazy times we're in right now?
1: You know, when you're out on the water, it's like it's like it all goes away. And I'm sure that you I mean, I don't know if you were out on the water last weekend. I know that you probably did a delivery or two. The amount of boats on the water, it, it makes you feel good. It does, especially when you go by the boats that you might have delivered or the ones that you might have sold it it's almost like all that nonsense goes away and i and i think that's the whole point i mean it's it's a bummer with a lot of vacations getting canceled and stuff but if you are fortunate enough to live in florida or even up north you, you got your boating season coming up i if if you are at home i know marine max is calling it the endless staycation and that's and that's exactly what it is yeah. you're getting out on the water You're you're forgetting all this nonsense going on right now but No pun intended. We all are in the same boat, literally and figuratively. So,
2: you
1: get out there, enjoy the weather. We're all still here. Just enjoy those that are close to you. Of course, while practicing social distancing guidelines, I know in Florida it's fifty feet apart, no more than ten people on the boat. I don't know if that's country wide, Keith. What do you think?
0: I'm not sure, but it's all just it's obviously it's common sense. Just spread out, but we. We've had, you know, the sales guys are working from home. Service department's open and stuff like that, and we're still able to do deliveries. And uh, we do practice the social distancing and stuff. But quite a few of my customers that bought boats this last month or so bought specifically because of this. You know, they see what's going on. It's the only thing you can basically do, at least here in Florida, is is still go boating. And they're, I mean, coming in and saying, we're doing of this bow thruster or joystick I'll let you go first
1: well joysticks a lot easier I used to think bow thruster I did until you learn a joystick Keith I'll let you hit on that a little bit obviously the important things to remember 16 Coast Guard is always monitoring 16 another important thing with channel 16 don't be messing around (laughs) because that's for that's for Coast Guard and you know it might come down to them saving somebody else's life so so if you're trying to see what, what Jimmy over on his 330 Outrage at the Sandbar is, is eating for, for lunch, then, then you might want to switch to a different channel. But all of them, all of them are going to mean different things for the most part. So, Keith, you want to run through that really quick. What stations mean what? You don't need to go through all of them, but just the main ones here that you need, whether it's for safety or recreation, what, right. what's your take on that? So channel 16
0: is your hailing and distress channel. If you have to make an emergency call, you need to call the Coast Guard or somebody, you're going to call them on Channel 16. Channel 16 is recorded 24 hours a day. So if you are in an issue where something tragic is going on or you're sinking, there's a fire, if you can get your name, your position out, the Coast Guard can actually go back and listen to that again if you've only got a few seconds to get it out. Um, Channel 16 is also your hailing channel. So if you see another boat going down the intercoastal waterway, they should have their radio on channel 16. If you've got a radio in your boat, you're supposed to maintain all methods to maintain safety. So you should have your radio on and it should be on 16. So if I see Nick going down the, the waterway and he's Marine Max St. Petersburg and I'm Marine Max 1, I, Marine Max St. Pete, Marine Max St. Pete, Marine Max St. Pete, Pete, this is Marine Max 1 over. Nick could call me back and say, let's switch up to a working channel, which there's five basic ones you want to use, which is channel 68, 69, 71, 72, or 78. So if we switched up to channel 68. Then I say, hey, Nick, what's going on? Hey, we're heading out to Egmont. Okay, we'll see you out there. If the the kingfish bites on fire and he wants to tell me where they are, which he probably wouldn't. But we go on channel 68. We can tell me that when we're done, you want to go back to channel 16 and stand by. If there's any weather bulletins, anything crazy going on, local notice to mariners, there might be a channel marker down. The Coast Guard is going to come on channel 16 and make you aware of that. Um, If you're traveling down the intercoastal waterway and you're going through Lake Okeechobee, you want to go to channel 13. Your locks are all on channel 13. So there's specific channels that designated for specific things so like okay. channel 12 is like for port operations so you don't want to get on channel 12 and start talking because you might have a Tampa Bay Harbor pilot trying to talk to a freighter and you might be drowning them out so you got to be careful you know what channels that that you go on to but say you had like I was reading up say you had a personal locator beacon you know, with an MMSI number in it, or you're going to just, you know, obviously it's going to go off, but if you fall overboard, something happens and if it's connected to your MFD and let's say you've got FLIR, that it will actually send an alert. It'll go to that chart plotter and then the FLIR will get notified and then it'll do like a man overboard and go in it. The FLIR will lock on the the person on that signal that it's
2: receiving. It's incredible. It is, yeah. There's a lot of integration between all the different systems on board. So yeah, those a lot of those PLVs have, um, they have AIS in them now too. So if you go in the water, they, they'll they oh, catch sure you yeah. as an AIS contact. And yes, yeah, you can, um, through a feature called slew to cue, when we have a FLIR camera on board, and basically um, you can have the FLIR camera automatically follow different types of targets on the system. So one of those could be an AIS contact and that AIS contact could be that personal locator beacon uh, that's over the side. Um, and the camera will pan and tilt, um, to keep that person in the camera's field of view automatically as you're maneuvering the boat to go rescue them. The thing that I love most about Mercury is after the sale. I mean, I'm, I'm selling boats without boards
1: on them primarily after the sale. Mercury is an exceptional engine made by an exceptional company. With exceptional customer service, exceptional warranties. And when you go up to that plant, I went up to the plant in Fond du Lac, Wisconsin, okay? And the people that are working in that plant, those are homegrown Midwesterners, I guess we could call them, in Wisconsin. And, 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 and I'm sure that you can talk about this. We talked about this a little bit before, Ted you got fathers going in there with their sons. You've got grandfathers going into that factory with, with their sons and their grandsons or daughters. There's a huge amount of female workers in the plant too, which I think is extremely impressive because the guys are usually out deer hunting or whatever. And, and the blood, sweat, and tears that go into every r- r- red meat-eaten uh, American that is making those mercury engines, That that don't tell me that doesn't have an effect on the final product.
3: Well, I mean, it, it, it is so awesome. You know, first of all, thanks for your comp, your comments. And I know you, you, we and I were talking earlier about when you were at the factory and it is, it is so humbling for me to go up there and see again, a grandfather, maybe, maybe his granddaughter is up there walking into the same gates that, that their dad or their grandpa before that even walked into him and worked at that plant. You know, there's a lot of robots in there today, but we still can't hire enough people. So if anybody's out there wants a job and is in, in Wisconsin, go, um, Go put in a job application we 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 are always looking for good people but it, it is the pride starts with our employees um you know engineering does a great job of creating a new product we'll put in a, a system a, a process a building but again it's all it all takes those men and women to go in there and have been going there for for 81 years to work but at the end of the day i think the people that are mercury people are boaters last weekend two weekends ago memorial day weekend People, you know, our people were out on the water. Um, I had a hard time getting a hold of some of our employees. I had a couple of questions on Friday and they were already out on the water with their families, whether they're fishing or just boating. Um, so the people that are putting the boats together, doing the R&D and the engineering are our boaters themselves. Um, are we perfect? No, we want to be perfect and we think we're better than our competitors. If there's a problem, our guys work with your people and your people Make sure those customers are are back on the water as fast as as fast as possible. But today, you know, these boats are about as reliable as an automobile. You know, changing oil is about as simple as anything. You don't. You, there's electronic dipstick on, on all the new on all the new the new Verados where you can turn on vessel, you can you can see what your engine levels are or your engine oil levels are on your one two three four five six engines. So all those things breed into reliability, and performance sound and vibration and harshness we we don't if you want to listen to a loud motor you can have captain's call and you can hear you can hear your verado a little bit a little bit louder more like a pro like a pro excess. So I think all those things go into why mercury is who they are today and again just why Evinrude chose to um who were, who are we going to put on the back of our boats that we own as a company at Bombardier we're going to we're going to put mercury's back there. And I think that says a lot when your competitor chooses you um, it probably wasn't priced because we, Mercury doesn't, we can't afford to give things away. Um, we have to charge a fair price for it, but I think that that says volumes when your competitor chooses you to take their place. What
0: do you do with expired flares?
1: That's a good question that I don't know the answer to, but I know you do.
0: They're still going to work. So don't throw them in the garbage. I've covered this. We've got, there's a lot of boating tips, videos out there. If you go subscribe to the Marine Max channel or go on to YouTube and look Marine Max Boating Tips, and I cover this, um, take them to your local fire department, go to your local fire station, drop them off there, those men and women there will take them, and then they can use them when they're doing their practicing and their pyrotechnic stuff, they're burning stuff up and all that stuff, um, but do not throw them in the garbage, um, when once they're lit, you know, they stay lit, so once you snap one off, even if you inadvertently do it, which you couldn't really inadvertently do it, I guess it's a pretty dramatic thing when you light it. But even if you stick it in the water, it's still
1: going to keep on, keep on going. So so
0: take them to the fire department.
1: At the end of the day, Chief, it, it just comes down to using common sense, be smart. If I could leave one point of advice, whoever's driving a boat, I mean, we talk about what's the legal limit, what's the legal limit, .08, 0.08. Set somebody aside to be at point zero 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 zero. Yep, I agree. And then you just you eliminate so many variables right there. You're not thinking, oh, can I drive? Can I get pulled over? What's going on? Am I going to get in trouble? Take turns right off the bat. Take turns yeah. right.
0: There's a bunch of us that you fish with all the time, right? You know, you're going out. You're gonna red snapper bites on fire right now. Gag group or scamp. I mean, everybody's lighting it up, right? Tuna, sailfish, everything's going on up the Gulf right now, right? Mm-hmm. So you know you leave out you know you got the, the beers are in the cooler and all that stuff but the captain of the boat of that day the guy that's in charge you know has zero when he gets back then have at it you know the boat's back on the lift you're back at the house you're in the pool you're cleaning fish you know yeah and then then enjoy the day you know tracks are worth their weight in gold you know just leave your tracks turned on whether you're in a hind dry you're at your lift you go to a boat ramp and you've never been there before right and you leave and you're out on the water and all of a sudden you're trying to get back. Everything looks different, everything, you know, all the mangroves and where do you cut through and all that. So just let the tracks run in the background the whole time. So you follow that breadcrumb trail right back home. If you didn't hit anything on the way out, hopefully you're not hitting anything on the way back in. You know, you're not gonna hit any markers. You still gotta watch out for boats and and other objects.